Welcome to the Love, Sex and Intimacy podcast for women who want to experience intimate relationships and sex that are pleasurable and passionate, happy, thriving and deeply fulfilling. With my very special guest experts guiding lights and pioneers in their specialist areas, we'll be breaking down the myths, exploring the difficult stuff, the good stuff and seeing what's possible for love, sex and intimacy at this time of rapid change. In these candid and intimate conversations, I'll be bringing you the best of sex and relationship education, full of practical ways to support and inspire change in your intimate life. I'm your host, Sarah Rosebright. Whether you're curious about what's possible or you're already committed to exploring, I'm so happy you are here. Hello and welcome to this episode with Tobin Zivon. I'm delighted to have Tobin back on the podcast for a second time. If you haven't heard the first conversation with Tobin, we talked about all things relationships and it was a really great conversation as was today's. And in this episode, we are focused on Tantra and we talk about tantric sex and also living a tantric life and how the tantric approach to life uh, as a way of also dealing with the difficult stuff in life, dealing with the challenging stuff. And so I really hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Welcome to today's episode with Tobin Zivon. Welcome, Tobin. So lovely to have you back on the podcast for a second time. Mm, so good to be here, Sarah. I always love dropping in with you, aligning with you, discovering what magic wants to flow through here. Absolutely. And so I'm really looking forward to diving in. And we had so much wonderful feedback from our last conversation. So for those of the people listening who maybe didn't hear the last episode, I'd love you to share some of who, who you are and what you do in this world. Um, so yeah, that's always a fun exercise for me because I don't really fit into any of any box per se. I don't necessarily think of myself as a coach or a therapist, although I'm trained as both and, uh, and more and people, some people re relate to me as a spiritual teacher or a Tantra teacher, or men's group leader. And I just feel like I my role in the world is to show up and live and embody uh, these teachings, which to me are just like all around sacred alchemy and catalyzing our lives to whatever's the most healing, the most whole and the most optimal. Ultimately, you know, that that wholeness based living that we're designed to be able to exist in. But for all the reasons most people are aware of these days we bump into our conditioning and our challenges and our relationship dynamics and all the things so my job is to just support people in relationships and groups and individuals to optimize this this dance we're doing with life mm, beautiful and and i'd love you to share whatever feels alive around your journey into this work and this world mm. well that I again I just love I love riffing in these ways it makes me just look at things through different perspectives and angles and what comes up as you invite that is just the 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 things that have catalyzed me along the way that have just inspired me to 
to it really always seems to boil down to two sides of the coin i call it the two step dance two step dance of embodying our wholeness or coming into our true potential and so every step of the way from my own journey i've just been inspired by beings that thank god were here who embodied these and showed me these ways and offer their teachings to me and that's been a big mix of spiritual teaching tantric teachings and you know psycho psychological teachings and psycho spiritual stuff um but it's it just the inspiration has been i've just been sort of on fire for this for over 30 years now and i've been very blessed by life it's just sort of put out as i look back it's like life laid out a treasure map for me with right teachings and teachers and my aspiration and my readiness has met um, what the universe has just offered along the way, which has been everything from early on a Zen teacher that I dove in with really deeply. So I did like six years in a Zen center. Um, the diamond approach teachings, which I can't speak highly enough about. There's my favorite teachings on the planet, honestly, that just to me are so inclusive and so deep and rich that I'm still involved in. Adi Ashanti, the spiritual teacher that a lot of people know of, has been a big, big part of my journey. I worked very, very closely with him for about five years. And then the, the Tantra practice and work came online and became especially alive with a South African Tantra teacher named um, Shakti Milan, who mm. is, if if you, anyone who's had the pleasure of me meeting her when she was alive, just knows she's just kind of this uh, rare, next level, authentic um, expression of what i consider like a truly tantric path and a truly tantric way of existing and it wasn't just about sexual tantra although it definitely included you know sexuality and sacred intimacy and but it was so much about uh working directly in a in a all-inclusive way like not leaving anything out any bit of what comes up and is part of your journey from your most challenging most shadow most taboo parts of you that would be drawn in and included and become fodder become fuel for the for the blooming and clarifying and enlivening and um you know blossoming of of us as human beings and so i just um just eternally grateful for her and for all of these teachers and teachings. And now it's just kind of this synthesized blend that, it, you know, it's just kind of like uh, when I'm teaching at, at this point, it's just me. That's just how I exist. But <laughs> when I'm sharing with others, people have joked that it's kind of like the Tobin approach because it doesn't really fall <laughs> under one umbrella anymore. It's a very deep blend and synthesis of all of these things and more. Mm, magical and I can testify um for your work having done some sessions with you on my own and with Graham and the alchemy that happens in the sessions and the the shifts um and, and how you hold space and how you guide mm. 
um i am just incredible so really blessed to have experienced that and i'm in my life so, so highly recommend so it beautiful <laughs> it's so beautiful to behold talk about blue blooming and blossoming and enlivening and enriching both individually and relationally like this is your just this living example of the of the blossoming and beauty that these practices these well applied the fruits, you know, this is, this is it. It's so, so incredible to behold you and feel this. It's just, as soon as we got on here, my whole being just lit up with this smile of reflection of like, cause I'm kind of seeing this, like, you know, time-lapse photography of <laughs> a, a true, true hearted soul who has been applying these teachings and these ways of showing up way before you met me, but I got to, jump in at that point and watch the sincerity and the depth of uh, integrity to which you have been applying these tools and principles and practices and wow it's just like a living example and now I get to just you know synergize with you and talk about what we both are up to what we both love the most in the world <laughs> cool. absolutely absolutely thank you and <laughs> So I'd love to dive into this because you touched on Tantra and you talked about sexual Tantra and then you talked about the sort of that alchemy of the whole life as a Tantra. So how would you describe Tantra? Because it's a word, a question I'm often asked. I'm yeah, to me too. And there's so many different, different ways people define that word. And in fact, I use the word less and less these days and less we're do, you know, doing exactly what we're doing now, which is defining it from the get-go. Because there is a, um, I mean, to me, Tantra is, it's the essence of aliveness itself. It's like harmonizing and aligning with the essence of how life, life's itself for lack of a better way to say it. <laughs> there's, so, <laughs> there's a magic in our existence such that this, this sea of oneness appears and, and fountains forth in these apparently separate entities and suchnesses. And in every relating, every dance between these apparently separate entities is a potentiality, a third potentiality. So that that energetic dance of apparently separate beings, separate entities in the oneness field creates this potential third thing. And to me, true Tantra is about harmonizing with that, aligning with that, optimizing that, working with the barriers and conditionings and anything that blocks the, the magic and power and up-leveling beauty of what's possible in the dance of life. It's really what it boils down to. So to me, Tantra is life. It's all of life. It's everything we're doing. As soon as you align with this experiential perspective, it's not just a thought perspective. It's actually a embodied experiential orientation, sensing, knowing, opening, making oneself available to that Tantric way of being everything can become Tantra. So to me, that's how I see it now. And I'm even just talking about it. It brings it 
you know, much stronger into the awareness field. And I just feel the aliveness starting to surge. And I feel even on this weird, mysterious thing called talking on a computer with a human halfway around the planet, literally, we're like, what is it? 12 hours difference. <laughs> and I can feel that scintillating, alive energy that has a richness. And if we can show up for and with and as that well, then we have Tantra. We have a Tantra of sorts. We have magic. Now, of course, that gets really juicy and really fun when you start applying that really conscientiously and directly and skillfully in the dance between two lovers or two intimate partners. And so, of course, that's where it gets really focused and really fun and really alive and really challenging all at the same time. <laughs> that's kind of how I define Tantra. It's a very big thing and it's a very in some ways mysterious and in some ways very simple way of harmonizing and showing up and bringing out whatever's the most truly alive potentiality in the dance with life, the dance of life. And I love the example of just this conversation. You know, we don't know where it's going to go. And exactly. as I'm feeling what you're sharing, that's bringing something up in me to take the conversation. So it's that... Um, that that aliveness in this present moment yeah and especially yeah. as we both become more present and we attend to that fertile scintillating aliveness field that we call our direct experience and we allow ourselves to be intimate with that first and foremost with our own vibrat vibratory field our own aliveness field, our, we're intimate, one with ourselves, with this moment, with the fullness of this direct experiential magic nowness, <laughs> and we fully show up in that, then, then yeah, there's the magic is just so, so available, so mm. palpable. Yeah. So I'd love you to share how that can show up for lovers and intimate partners to mm -hmm. give people listening a, 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 a glimpse or a sense of that. Mm -hmm. So truly, I think most people have felt the, the difference, almost as if there's two different channels we can be on. One is sort of like cut off from presence, cut off from that tantric aliveness field, and the other is immersed in it or connected to it. And of course, it's a deep, full spectrum of that. We can go deeper and deeper. But the potential starts by just being really there, really present, really alive in one's aliveness, alive in one's experiential. What's the word I'm looking for? Like um, like your, your alive existence as you embody it, you inhabit it, and you show up in it with deep, sourced, kind of presence and both people are doing that as we're showing up in that field of presence that field of embodied aliveness and two people us uh commit to that or show up in that that's the entry point into what i would just call a tantric uh, a, a truly tantric intimate moment a truly tantric intimate connection 
And from there, that type of presence, that type of awareness, that type of embodiment. And then we get to engage in the dance of, of Tantra. And then from there, there's all sorts of practices and ways we can play with that, right? Absolutely. Is that? And so, yeah. So for people who are listening, because, you know, presence can be a challenging thing in itself in busy lives and also how we learn to do sex is often always having our attention a little bit further ahead whether it's on the goal mm. or the arousal or what we're doing exactly. so how just that practice of coming into presence what's something that you might suggest for people to explore beautiful question so Ultimately, it is like a state of agendalessness. So just being aware of the agendas, being aware of that leaning forward, being aware of goals, being aware of that conditioning that is usually running the show or taking over the driver's seat of an interaction. And it's almost in a certain way, it's like seeing that can help you just release and soften back. And this is a big rewiring for most people's ways of being it's a massive switching of channels from agenda from momentum from goal to agendalessness to being to presence to availability that's why i start to when we go in this direction i start to talk in these more and more poetic ways as uh, a hoped for invitation to people to get a taste of this different channel because it's not it's not the opposite of an agenda it's not like oh i'm just there's no agenda i'm just going to go flat and become like a slug in the bed <laughs> no i'm present I, I you know no agenda it's it's not a pendulum swing off of what we usually do, but it it really is an, a switching of channels. And the way that I invite people into that sweet spot, that alive embodied sweet spot is through feeling. So often it's feeling, breath. People will experience it as a willingness to simply be and pause in the aliveness that one feels. And that, that entry point right there, so agendalessness, but with aliveness, with a devotion to feeling, to being scintillatingly engaged, but in a way that you start to access the harmonic of aliveness itself, which then has its own impulse. I call this the sacred impulse, which is very different than the conditioned impulse. Conditioned impulses are momentum, goals, agendas, right, wrong, doing it well versus doing it bad, all of that normal stuff. And it has a certain vibration to it, very different harmonic, like, you know, so we're coming off of that, coming into the embodied place of actual feeling actual breathing, actual, it's like aliveness itself. And like, even right now, we can all do this through awareness, through feeling, just that, that quality of tingly 
sensation, the sounds you hear, that intimacy with breath, that intimacy with tingles that we call our sensation. And then listening and being in an engaged way, in a very alive way, impulses will start to inform you as an orga an orgasmic, organismic, orgasmic miracle called a human being. <laughs> and we're starting to learn to harmonize with and align with and let those movements take over our hands, our faces, our lips, our our breath, our body. Mm. And that to me is like the entry point. That's the art of switching channels to that tantric um and letting the dance start to occur from there. That's mm. that and that I know again it's mysterious and poetic and like how do you do it? And it's just like the invitation <laughs> is just like <laughs> start where you are let's just watch what happens as you notice the old scripts the old channels and you just do something completely different but you stay alive you stay engaged you stay intimate with the the subtle alive experiential i mean i think of it once you really feel it it's just magic it's all magic it's all a miracle and it happens to be <laughs> this moment of being in a body and then of course you're with another human body and as they show up you'll start to feel that that energy field that harmonic like something else starts to inform where the actions where the words where the impulses arise from mm -hmm. beautiful beautiful and so if there's a sort of couple listening that that are like I'd love to try some of this and, and create some space. So there's the dropping into presence. There's just the beingness. What else would you suggest to them? I'd suggest a lot of deep breathing, like actually letting the breath be a lot slower and more full than you would normally do. It's paradoxical because when you slow it down and you let it be more full, it's actually we realize later like, oh, that was more natural. That's a natural type of breathing. So, but it will feel a little unnatural because you're not used to it, but that slowing down, deep breathing, feeling through the center line of your being. It's like different points in and through the body that if you're in touch with them, like especially chest, heart, pelvis, roots, I also like inviting people to feel their fingertips and their hands, but in a way that is just the, the aliveness itself like that. Like right now, if you just tune in to these centers, I'm suggesting you feel like there's like a, there's either just tingle and sensation and, or like a, a mysterious kind of, inner field of energy that you just start to be able to feel so i suggest people really tune into that and then of course make a lot of contact with their eyes and letting go of concepts like i know you or your name really just go prior to concept prior to name right in the moment make that contact visually make that contact physically so then 
I would invite a couple to start touching, just even just putting your hands together and just letting that movement occur. And then just so slowly by tuning into that, see where that wants to take you and just watch how the hand will want to start to touch the rest of the hand and up the arm. And you can just, if you have the patience and you have the capacity to stay in this zone, it starts to become richer and thicker. If you don't and you watch some people early on, just like they do it for a minute and then, then oh, that feels so good. I want to just jump over and get to that next thing. And oh, I'm going to go up and go for a kiss real quick. So usually that's not quite it. It's usually coming, even though a kiss might come next, it'll come more from like, it arises from within. So you're looking for that movement, that impulse that rises from within, not from quickness or kind of like, well, I often refer to it as the momentum or autopilot as opposed to a listened for movement that kind of comes from deep within and is more like a dance than a doing. Mm. Yeah, and I just beautiful. say, you know, to me, this is like, it's like dancing or swimming or some beautiful thing. You can't go wrong. So the idea <laughs> is dive in the pool together, play with it, and you come off of it, there's no shame. It's just an opportunity to, to start again, to deepen and to, to start to get a feel for that other way of being. It really is a way of being. Mm, yeah. More, more than yeah. a doing. Yeah. And I love how you describe that switching of channels as a, uh, uh, mm -hmm. an image of, oh, I'm in that doing come back and just be and just like on off on off <laughs> playing right. with those and, channels. And, from, and the paradox is from the being there will arise an impulse of doing but that that is coming more from from being and that becomes an ongoing thread of of movement of breath it might turn into a pause it might turn into a kiss it might turn into whatever the next true thing i call that the golden thread the tantric golden thread that we are aspiring to align with and follow as well as possible that to me is where the real like we're really harmonizing with this third thing this magic that's there for us and it draws out i mean that's where when you for me anyway when i've connected to that thread of presence and followed it well that's where the most satisfaction comes from that's where the most intimacy the most gratitude the most wow the most like where the net result the end result is two people just like in awe it's just like then we're in reverence and awe to the dance we've done and it to me it's always so much more satisfying than even the most like incredible just like agenda-based sex like no even if it's just like oh we did like the best thing my fantasy i had i lived my fantasy but i did it in that like two 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 you know a, like an agenda-based way as opposed to a night where I spent 
however long 20 minutes to three hours riding a golden thread in this like sumptuous delicious truly embodied tantric way that only ended up in some cuddles and some kissing and some moving of our bodies and breathing and seeing each other's souls through our eyes and breathing together and crying and whatever else occurred to me that's always been more satisfying always been more fulfilling and rich and life enhancing like truly life enhancing mm. every time mm. that's what i love about true tantra is it's like it's nourishing it's healing it's life enhancing it, it brings about these like discoveries and healings that otherwise are just getting like skipped over because of the, the usual mode that we're living in this momentum-based way of life that most people are living in we're skipping over the surface of the riches and the potentialities and the, the thick rich marrow of of what's possible as we show up mm. in these more more really really embodied ways mm. yeah beautiful and i'm curious we talked a little bit about tantric sex about the alchemy of of, of tantra in life because you mentioned with shakti milan and everything in life being fodder and and the sacred alchemy and you know i i the question that's alive for me is a lot of people are very challenged in life right now for all sorts of different reasons um, mm -hmm. And so I'm curious in uh, relate relationship. I mean, oh, people have always been challenged, but we know there's extra mm -hmm. there's extra stretches and all sorts happening right Definitely. now. Definitely. And so I'm curious how that, uh, um, from a relational perspective and a tantric perspective, how what you might say around that. Say yes to everything. As difficult as it might be, whatever is happening, whatever you're experiencing is the gift and the gateway and is to be embraced and met and allowed for and even expressed such that it's not hijacking the scene and it's not being repressed. The tantric way is right down the middle in this sweet spot of full allowing, full feeling, full, even full expressing that a lot of people need a lot of coaching on what that piece means, because that doesn't mean to let the emotionality just fully take over in relationship to someone else and let it fly out in a conditioned way. But that that emotion, that feeling, that grief, that anger, that upset that you're feeling is the fuel, is the entry point, is the transmutational power point of the life you're here to live. The life you are here to live, the life you're meant to live, the blooming that's here for you to embody there is no mistake to what you're living through as hard and brutal and challenging as that wave, that experience, that, that thing you're going through right now might be every single bit of it is your, it's your portal. 
It's your grace. It might be really, really, really challenging grace. It might be the hardest thing in the world to be with, to feel, to live into in this tantric way that we're talking about, where it's neither repressed nor identified with, but it is utilized by an allowing, an embrace, a, a, an intimate willingness to literally be consumed by, burned by, annihilated even by the the reality of what you're feeling such that this, this alchemy can occur, this revelation can occur, something deeper can always emerge, something truer always emerges through the, the intimate willingness to be with what is well. And that's an art, that's a skill that we refine, but it starts by neither repressing nor being taken over by, but fully saying yes and allowing even the hardest stuff. So at that, it's like, it's like saying, it's like splaying yourself out. It's almost like being like, being a channel for life, even if what's channeling through you is a challenging feeling or a challenging wave of experience or a challenging situation and all that that entails. That's to me, the tantric approach to life and to all the things that we're moving through is how to, how to embrace, how to surrender, how to feel, how to show up in and to meet that with artistry, with courage, and with love, really, ultimately. Things transmute on their own when we are put ourselves in that availability, that willingness place. And it's a hard thing to describe, but most people have at least tasted this in some way, shape, or form in their lives and not really been invited or shown that like that miracle that happened when you fully hit the note of expressing your anger in that one way where you felt you just like fully let it fly but without it hijacking you into wanting to punish or hurt or identify with the part of you that was stuck there, but really you hit that note and you transmuted that anger through feeling, through allowing, and you stayed present and available to it. Up, something occurred. Some some new thing bloomed through that that wave of of feeling, allowing, being. And then that's how life works. It's an ever, it's like a fountain. It's ever blooming through what is, but that 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 willingness and that capacity to be with what is and to embrace, allow, express what is becomes an entry point into a flowering, into a healing, to a blooming, and to miracles occurring. And that depending on the situation and what you're going through could be something that happens almost momentarily, like a, a little wave of energy, like on a beach or a, a bump, um, you know, like you can you can turn road rage into God force love strength energy that just feels so one with everything and this big old like capacity of like wow I feel like I'm 
one with the strength of the universe. You can actually literally tantrically alchemize road rage into something that just feels so vital and amazing. So, and then it gets harder and harder depending like on the situation. And a lot of us are living through those bigger ones. So we might need a little more artistry, a little more support, but the principles are the same of fully, fully allow, fully feel and learn to be with and open to and experientially attune to the depth and richness and fertile suchness in and through the very marrow of that experience instead of either being fully taken by it or trying to stuff it down. That's like... That's the tantra of every everyday life that I, as I know it, as I practice it. And, and it's sometimes the hardest thing. Like right now I'm dealing with some waves that are definitely on the way more challenging side and they take longer. But every single time I've applied this capacity of surrender and embrace and love the fruit every single time mysteriously somehow even often very very surprising the miracle and the grace and the clarity that that emerges or you know that i end up in and that then becomes a serve you know then that gets to serve through me that's what then shows up through me and as me is this new state of being not sure if this is answering your question, but it's kind of going mm, no, with I'm this just... uh, tantric wave of energy. <laughs> I'm just taking it all right in. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just taking it all in and, and, and the qualities that you express of love and surrender and courage, um, all of these as the, the, the components of artistry. Mm, I love that word. To, yeah. to meet these challenges that so many of us are experiencing on so many different levels and such intensity and speed and mm. volume at this time. Yeah. I don't think I've ever known more people being sicker or having intense challenges in my life. Me um, too. Same. And yeah, so I'm just so so just wanting to draw out your wisdom. <laughs> of this tantric approach of this alchemy of, of of how we be with these places in our lives and what might help people listening with this so yeah no thank you mm. yeah i think the the principles that go across the board from i'm in the bedroom and i just learned about this tantra thing or i'm i've always practiced tantra and i want to we're going to practice tantra now to i'm going through the most challenging thing in the world the principles that go across the board are this willingness to show up really like right now let's all practice tantra like the tantra of of listening to a podcast Sarah and I are practicing the Tantra of having a in quotes, podcast interview. It's not, that's, that's like, it's a, that's a description of little fleeting words that just disappear. The Tantra of it, it for us and for you listening is to fully show up, to go more subtle, more deep, more immersed, more willing to 
drop down from the usual state of meanness and the momentum that goes along with that into that capacity to feel, to really, really feel more subtly, more deeply, more, more feeling, more humility, more vulnerability. Right now, there's more subtlety. Feel that breath, feel that milla moment, that millisecond of almost no time that we're all in right now. And attune through the sensation and the experience of that to the fertile, fertile aliveness of it. And you might start to feel the miracle of it. And then we just ride that hum, ride that now. And that's where in the tantric yummy lovemaking that the, the couple is partaking in, that's where juiciness happens, yumminess happens. And for the person who's dealing with their friend who's sick and is feeling the most intense pain they've ever felt, they meet it in the same way. That's where something opens up and the poignancy and the beauty and the, the grace is available again. And the gratitude floods through even as the tears slow down my cheeks, you know? So every single thing, if we can meet it, immerse, go in and through that felt sense in a way that is like dropping out of the momentum, out of that usual sense of self, touch life, just that intimacy with life. I mm. just feel like that, like we are Tantra, which like, <laughs> can't get away from Tantra. When you're here, I love that. Do you feel that, life. Sarah? I'm curious mm. how this resonates for you and your experience and your kind of ways yeah. of expressing the now or tantra itself. Um, it's a, a daily practice, <laughs> and I love what you shared of the intimacy with life and. I remember talking to you before and you, you talked about the, I think you mentioned it earlier as well, we're, when we're in the momentum of life, when we're in the busyness of life, we're living at life at a certain channel. And mm -hmm. I know when I'm in that place, I forget to be intimate. I don't have time to be intimate or, you know, rushing from one thing to another and that dropping below into that intimacy with that every moment. What am I feeling? Where am I in this moment? Um, so I, I I think that's that those those three words intimacy with life just sums it all up so beautifully. I love that, that yes. And I love that I always I, I I you know I borrowed that language of that when we drop below the momentum in lovemaking and connection, where the magic happens. And I loved what you shared earlier that it might just be cuddles, it might be tears that come through it could be all sorts of things it could be healing mm -hmm. when we yeah. let go of how sexual or erotic or lover's intimacy should look like and then we meet the truth of what's there and that might be i need holding and i just want to sob or yes yes you know it, and then exactly yeah and the beauty is that if you meet whatever's there fully 
another wave will come through that beyond that that's the other magic of life lifing itself that intimacy with with life and that fully allowing these waves to move through us there's always a wave behind that that is that is coming from the depths to be a gift for us and through us and as us and like you said we don't know but i've had many 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 experiences after a wave of that grief those tears i've had then a wave of more soft intimate beautiful physical experience than i've ever had before or a wave of passion that can really take over in a way that is just primal and almost animalistic but is not not uh disconnected from the the wholeness of my my whole being the passion that arises there so anything is possible here but it's the entry point is like you said this intimacy with with life with ourselves what is Mm. i'm curious thank you thank you i'm i'm curious um one of the things that that i see talked a lot about at the moment is the polarity stuff Um, Mm. um and in you know, and I feel there's some stuff out there that's really quite dangerous and 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 damaging of men mm-hmm. should behave a certain way, women should behave a certain way. And so I'd love to hear your take on that and what the words mm-hmm. polarity mean in your world. Yeah, well, this is a big topic and <laughs> where everybody's <laughs> antennas are probably coming up and a lot of people have a lot of uh, different different beliefs on this. Mine are very, very aligned with yours. There's, to me, it's a lot of dangerous stuff. It sounds really good. It applies probably to certain things in nature or even certain humans. Maybe there's a percentage of humanity that fits in with some of those teachings where if your natural harmonic is just actually that masculine in its essence, if you apply at least some of those teachings, it might be skillful. But the one, most of them, in my opinion... If it's not very refined and very artful, it polarizes in a way that's not accurate to the design of us as humans, as the mysteries that we are. And my experience is presence, if if we devote to the principles we're talking about, presence, authenticity, vulnerability, um, honesty, um beingness and we start to allow for what arises as we're authentic with ourselves as we learn to alchemize the conditionings and land in our essence our presence our essence selves and start showing up from that then there's a mysterious alive very unique expression in any given moment for any given person, any given dance that's happening between two people or more than two people, but let's just keep it to two. There's a very unique and and elegant dance that occurs. And it's very, very rarely can be optimized by just putting um, strategies that are so rigid on each of the beings that you do this and you do that. 
And then that to me, that's blocking life from lifing itself. And in fact, me as a masculine essenced being, some of the most fruitful and profoundly important um, shifts and openings and relational magic and where a lot of the good stuff has come from has been from me allowing for and going into my feminine and having these waves, these tantric waves that started to invite me more and more into my feminine. At first, when this would happen, it'd be so surprising. I'd be like, oh, vulnerable. I'm ah. And then luckily I was, you know, held in these tantric containers and I brought this up with Shakti and she was like, oh, go with it, go with it, try it, go with it and see what happens in the same way we're talking about. So I'm like, okay, opening into my feminine, the people I was with, luckily they could go and then meet me. And then I go so far into the feminine that I'm, I'm, I'm more, I'm more in touch. I feel more innocent. I feel more available. I feel more vulnerable. I feel more attuned. I feel more connected to earth than I've ever felt. And I go down there and I'm just like, ah, oh, I'm opening and I'm fluttering like flower petals in the wind, feeling like I could die because it's so exquisitely vulnerable. But then I allow for that. And if I had these teachings, I would have never gone here. Nope, that's not my job. I'm the mm -hmm. dude. Look, David Data said, be the man and be fourth stage. And what these new polarity teachers said. And I just threw all that out and went with the tantric impulse that sacred impulse that movement that wave and was met there and that going into my feminine allowed for another wave that emerges from that where my masculine appears and it's more trustworthy more in tune with the feminine more capable of serving the feminine than ever before so other dimensions of my soul and my beingness can can embody themselves because i'm willing to go and play and allow life to move me to different polarities different poles different sides of the coin at this point i don't even know if i'm masculine or feminine i'm so both <laughs> i'm just here and i'm like willing to be taken in that way or that depending on the moment thank god i have this capacity i mean at this point the capacity is pretty far down each end of the spectrum relative to what it used to be or most people i know i mean and now I don't know, I feel almost androgynous in a way inside. I think I still appear pretty masculine out there. I don't know, but I I really say be genuine, be authentic, be real, be available to the authentic, the authentic expression of your beingness and alchemizing and learn the skill to alchemize that which is not your true essence. And a lot of those teachings just put more stuff on top of what we are as opposed to draw out what we really are. And that to me is the cautionary tale. That's, I mean, you got to be so careful of that stuff. If it's inviting you to access something genuine inside and be able to embody that in a way that's like natural, organic, is of true service and has longevity to it not just feels good and works for a moment that mm. that to me is like what we need to watch out for mm. yeah so um uh, on the on the way that it's presented i've been tracking some of it on social media just out of curiosity mm. <laughs> and, yeah. and how it's presented it, it is very uh, 
appealing to people's you know there's a lot of like if you're a woman and you're still single it's because you haven't got these teachings yeah totally, totally it's very manipulative I agree. It's very dangerous in a way, even though it feels it's intoxicating to read it. I mean, God, I mean, if yeah. I'm really honest, my ego loves those teachings. Holy shit. All I got to do is just dominate and be more empowered and just be more like strong and just take charge and make all the money and pay all the bills and, you know, put everybody around me in their place. <laughs> it just kind of comes across like that, you know, and sounds good. And yet, like, it just doesn't resonate as the balanced, true polarity that I think can happen in a in an alive relationship, a truly polarized and healthy tantric relationship, for instance. There can be a lot of that, different types of polarity. But in the way I'm hearing, you know, the teachings you're describing, they feel hyperpolarized in a rigid way that's actually blocking the reality of the uniqueness of each and every one of us to bloom through and heal through and evolve through. And that's what we're here. That's what we're actually here to do. Not just like find out a mode and get in it. I've never actually seen it work. I've heard about yeah. it working on social media, but if I've scratched behind the surface and seen anyone in reality doing it, I've never actually seen it work. I'm happy to hear about it. And I don't want to open too much of a debate. I'm just talking about, I think you and I are talking about those really extreme versions of it. Yeah. I do find that some of the, some of the teachings can be played with, can be accessed. But again, the entry point into the true dance of masculine, feminine, inner, outer, where it starts to really hum in a good way. I think the entry points are the same through authenticity intimacy vulnerability this is the one that i think they miss a lot being really vulnerable to your to your feelings really having a capacity to to know to to feel to not be hijacked by your vulnerability not collapse under the weight of emotions but to be able to feel them well such that alchemy occurs such that uh a kind of responsiveness can occur so that the skillfulness can happen that artistry that you were mentioning fantastic so, yeah it's it's a big topic but uh you know i again i just to me it's really we're all so unique we're all such unique expressions of the divine and we as humans have such a blend of masculine and feminine maybe a few a rare few have such incredibly masculine essence or very 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 feminine essence and that's it and then even then are you are you relaxing out of and healing the calluses and the wounds that are dominating the momentum of your living and coming more and more into that soft, essence-based, responsive, juicy aliveness that you as a human are. Because every human, if you can dissolve the thickness, the opaqueness of conditioning, it's like calluses. Everyone, once that opaqueness and thickness is massaged and relaxed and just 
healed out healed out of the system every human i know whether they're more masculine more feminine or equal blend both or whatever they go back and forth they all have a juiciness about them they all have heart they all have care they all have malleability they all are impactable and touchable and responsive and and the more this goes the more the more artistry occurs in in any human that actually lives this way and that's yeah. what I'm on fire yeah. for is like, let's live as, <laughs> let's live as art. Let's optimize this magic, this dance. Let's partake in it in a way that brings out more of those potentials and that magic and that love and that yum. And let's, you know, show up for the hard stuff in a way that actually that gets brought into the, into the harmony and orchestra of, of existence in a way that all ultimately makes sense and adds to meaningfulness and adds to the grace and gift of, of this incredible miracle we're living in called life. Yeah, beautiful. It really, really is an, an incredible miracle. <laughs> yeah, Sometimes very challenging one, but like what I've found is that if you apply these principles, even that hardest stuff does become an entry point into more revelation of the, of the mystery of the, of the grace that's available for us. And it actually brings out the version of us that is an expression of that grace that can be a gift to others in this world, you know? And that's what everything seems to be trying to do in life. That's what I think life is doing. And true Tantra is about aligning with that and showing up in and through that in a way that allows us to, yeah, just to bloom and feel and live and experience all that. Yeah. And if you have, if this is something you're interested in exploring more, but your partner is not so interested, how might mm -hmm. you invite your partner in? Because it's a question I'm commonly asked. It's and it tends question, to be the female yeah. partner that wants to uh -huh. invite the male partner. Definitely. <laughs> in my experience. Definitely. I am very, yeah, on the front lines of this myself a lot. Um, <laughs> so... That's where, again, artistry comes in, you know, skillful, artful showing up on one side can naturally invite someone else to show up with you from their side. And we can only do so much. We can, there's just a gravitational pull, presence and embodiment and juiciness embodied juiciness has a gravitational pull to it now again a lot of guys the momentum the conditioning it's incredibly powerful so you can show up in these more or less juicy ways you can bring you could do again some artful hey, I'd love to try such and such. Hey, I heard on this podcast that if we try this way of being, it, it can even be more pleasurable. It can be even better than it's ever been, which is actually true. And a lot of guys want to have good sex. So just telling them there's an entry point into that and then lovingly inviting them to be 
just one bit more present or one exercise that gives them a taste of a taste that they can build on or you know these these different entry points different people come to it in different ways it's definitely a thing my experience obviously i'm a man and i'm with women and i think women are more naturally tantric in general more naturally available to the entry points of tantra just because of the willingness to be vulnerable the willingness to be embodied the willingness to be here so it can be a, a trick and an art to first and foremost go there like be the change you want to see in the world no matter what just don't come off of that like a commitment to that in oneself i think is a first place and not becoming doing one's best not to become shaming toward a person not meeting you there or aggressive of them not sharing in that with you. That's the trick is a loving invitation, an artful invitation, both through embodying it and verbally suggesting it or showing it or talking about some specific entry point into it. That's what I've found can start to get that positive feedback loop to occur between two people. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big question. It's a big concern. And it's a big, it's just unfortunate that our planet is, that we are where we are when it comes to, you know, sex and intimacy and presence and availability. A lot of people are not quite there. So got to get very creative about how we start to practice it and how we invite somebody to meet us there. Mm. I love what you shared about the invitation and you know one of the things you shared was this this thing might make it even better <laughs> because yeah. um so often the invitations may be perceived as um being critical I mean I had a client the other week and she shared through our work together she realized how critical she's been of her partner around sex because she didn't have yes. a language for it to be anything else. <laughs> yes, and yes. So it's an invitation into possibility <laughs> rather than there's anything not going well or, or you know, yes, even if that exactly. might be what you perceive or feel as the case. Yeah. That's right. That's And that's the art. <laughs> the art of skillful inviting is transmuting frustration into a divine invitation. And that I, I work on people a lot with this, not just in sexuality, but in all of yep. the dances we're doing relationally. We have these relationship frustrations and embedded in every frustration is what I call a divine invitation. And if you can harvest that out of your frustration and again, switch channels from the energy of contraction or aggression or punish or you know there's a whole spectrum but it it boils down to either like contracted or spaciously inviting you know that's the other end of the spectrum so if you can find that divine invitation it's always in there i'm frustrated that damn why can't he brr, he always brr, right she always ah if she could only err and then that energetic <laughs> is part of the war and it's a vicious circle and it's like those chinese finger handcuffs you put your hand in if you keep trying to get out in that way you're more more stuck and in fact in relationships and sex it's like 
they grow razor blades on there. The longer you're in there, the more you pull out in that way, the more it hurts. It starts to hurt the dynamic. So we're looking for that, that artful little twist. And one thing I'd suggest to people is find the vulnerable, vulnerable wish in your frustration. There's always like a vulnerable underbelly that has a wish. And if you can artfully deliver that to your partner in a way that is inviting and exciting and shows them that once they respond to that invitation, everybody's going to win, including them. It can be like, oh, it's a win-win. Let's try that. Most men want to please their women. I mean, they you, if you scratch below all that defensiveness and and brittleness and you know momentum and agenda to get off and just i just want sex if you scratch under that even the littlest bit they're like the thing i actually most want is for my woman to be so stoked after our lovemaking and think i'm a god you know <laughs> and to have some really <laughs> yummy yummy experiences that's what they most want so if you can invite like hey guess what i heard of this thing and I know it might feel a little weird or different, but if we try it, I heard that it makes sex way better and I'd love to try it. I know my heart is yearning for that with you. Would you please be willing to? And it starts there. Now, of course, everyone has a different experience. That's where I think you and I come in as specialists when they bump into the that conversation, it's not going well and they're already deep in a conversation. They might need some support. It's not it not bad to reach out for some really skilled support that's what i'm on the front lines all the time is inviting these higher dances to come out and get people out of those stuck dances or the old you know challenged frustration loops and into something that's way 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 more fulfilling and yummy and satisfying Thank you. Thank not you. That's a beautiful. Not easy. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that um, in inside every frustration is a divine invitation. I mean, what a fantastic mantra and a way of looking at things in terms of stepping out of the stuckness into what's underneath this and what is it that I really That's want? Because it's, I know it can be so easy to artistry. get. Yeah, beautiful. So any final wisdom that's alive in you that Mm. you would love to share? Oh, so much, so much. This fountain is um, deep and has such a desire to serve and uh, incredible wish and yearning to invite everyone into these potentials and goodnesses and the the power and, and elegance and yes sometimes challenging and tricky terrain of this you know real tantra and this real intimacy and this real transformation path um, all i would say is make it real for yourself i know today we talked in some pretty esoteric ways and poetic ways but right down the middle is two things a transmission like if you can really even feel the words, feel the energy of Sarah's voice and what we're speaking to and feel your way more than think your way into what we're talking about and just find your own entry point, your own inspiration, your own place where you're on fire for for that which is true and that which is possible 
and please reach out. You know, that's the other thing. I think you and I are, have such similar um, dharmas here. We have such similar like job descriptions in a way, like, and I see you putting out all these beautiful teachings and you're available in all these ways. And these podcasts are amazing. And these teachings are amazing. And I can't say strongly enough that working more deeply working individually making this very personalized both for yourself and for your 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 relationship as a couple is where exponentially powerful things can occur and it can get just so real very quickly as opposed to when you're just reading and hearing things and applying it it's still kind of nebulous but the more real you can make this and the more you can just you know, start where you are and and make it a priority. That's the other thing. These things are like um, all these practices and true tantra and relational dynamics. They, you know, you want to play with them. You want to make them a priority and and uh, apply yourself as enthusiastically with as much joy, but also that devotion. We really want to up the up the um, juice on being devoted to this stuff. It's really worth it so worth it absolutely it really really is and it's um just a joy to have you back on the podcast and if you haven't already i really recommend going to listen to our earlier conversation as well which was a lot more focused on the nuts and bolts of relationships and thank you so much for your commitment to working on the front lines which you know and your devotion Mm. and your showing up and Mm. the artistry that you bring to life and that you radiate out so Really, really appreciate you, Tobin. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Sarah. So such an honor and so beautiful to, yeah, just to have come this far together and worked, you know, in the in the deep ways we have and to really perceive and feel the the fruit of this of this path, you know, shown up for so beautifully. Really an honor. And likewise. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you thank so you. much. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the Love, Sex and Intimacy podcast with me, Sarah Rose Bright. I support women and couples across the globe to truly enjoy sex and pleasure and to create or deepen intimate relationships that are passionate and purposeful, happy and healthy, and I'd love to support you. You can book a complimentary call via my website at sararosebright.com to find out if my approach is right for you. And check out my website for information about my one-to-one coaching programs and any current workshops, group programs and retreats that I'm running. Wherever and whenever you are listening, wishing you a beautiful day.